It is Friday, May 12th, 2023, and welcome to episode 219 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jamil Jaffer, NSI's founder and executive director, and I'm joined by Les Munson, a senior fellow with NSI and the former staff director of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and Jessica Jones, in theory, a key Marvel superhero, but in reality, NSI's deputy executive director, making her our superhero. So what's the story? Yesterday, the U.S. ambassador to South Africa, Ruben Brigadier, told the press that the South African government had provided arms and ammunition to Russia in its over year long war against Ukraine. Specifically, Brigadier said that last December, a Russian cargo vessel, the Lady R, had docked at a South African naval port and that it had taken on these arms and ammunition and that the government was complicit in the loading of these arms. Now, the presence of a civilian ship at a South African naval port you know, seems surprising. That's not typical. Uh, but the South African government says, well, we don't know what was going on. We need to do an independent investigation. We're very upset that the U.S. is calling us out. Um, but of course, if there was a civilian ship and it was getting arms and ammunition at a South African naval port, it's kind of hard to believe the South African government didn't know about it and really needs to investigate. I think what's also particularly interesting about this story is the fact that the public disclosure took place not from the White House, but from the in-country ambassador who made clear that the U.S. thinks this is an extremely serious matter. The issue is not resolved. And the U.S. government expected South Africa to remain neutral as it ostensibly has. Now, for South Africa's part, they have routinely abstained from votes against Russia for its illegal invasion of Ukraine. They've called for a negotiated in the end of the conflict. And, you know, South Africa is part of uh, the BRICS alliance. They're hosting the BRICS summit just uh, coming up here in a few months. Last February, they participated in naval exercises off the coast of South Africa with the Chinese and the Russians. So it's clear they're not in the U.S. camp. But it is also odd that, you know, given that we have about $12 billion in multilateral trade or, or, or both imports and exports with South Africa and the Russians only have about $1.3 billion, right? Why isn't the U.S. punishing South Africa? That's the question. Les, what do you think? Well, I think the U.S. is, within the context of the relationship, is trying to uh, throw a shock to the system with the South Africans. I think the Biden administration sees South Africa as getting way too down the road of embracing the Russian view of this thing. Yes, South Africa ostensibly is neutral in this conflict, but they have these historical links to Moscow from the anti-apartheid days. Uh, they've they've fallen for uh, the chimera, this this kind of short term benefit of embracing the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative, which is which is fool's gold. Is is a tremendous short term mistake being made by South Africa. I think the Biden administration sees that they see these these events you're talking about off in the future of the summit, uh, possibly having Putin come to South Africa, and they're like they want they want to kind of throw a shock to the system. Wake up the South Africans. The Ramaphosa uh, administration is getting a little distracted and they're trying to reset the conversation by having Ambassador Brigadier come out there and, and really complain in a public way about this thing that happened. Well, but I don't really, I don't really get it, Les. I mean, so they're, so they're, they're complaining, but they're not doing anything about it. I mean, this is just another example of the U.S. talking big. Oh, we're so upset with the South Africans, but we're not going to do anything about it. I mean, Jess, should we be doing something about this? I, I just don't, I don't understand. Why would we not impose sanctions now? If the, if the goal is to shock the system, as Les says, why don't we just impose sanctions? Jess? I mean, bef I mean, before we even get there, like, I think the least 
the most surprising thing about this is Brady say anything, right? Like, I, I'm not surprised that there is this ongoing coziness between between Russia and South Africa. Like, Les pointed out the summit that's coming in August. They invited Putin uh, in person. And as of right now, South Africa is still a party to the Rome statute. They should essentially they should be arresting Wait, tell, him when he lands. But well, so, yeah, so tell, they, tell, our, tell our listeners what the Rome statute is, Jess. So the Rome statute uh, is the is a statute that governs the ICC, the International Criminal Court. We've talked about it here on in on the show. Uh, Putin, uh, the ICC recently um, came out with an indictment against Putin and uh, an arrest warrant. So any part, any country that is a party to the Rome statute should arrest him when they, he steps ground on their on their territory, which he should be doing in August in South Africa. And so South African officials have come out waffling, not on their invitation to Putin, a war criminal, but on whether they're going to stay a party to the Rome statute. So I Crazy. think it, it to me, like the headwinds, they seem to be. And I think Les and, here, Les and I disagree on whether it seems like they're taking a bet on the non-West, non-dollar future. Like J- Jamil, you point out the member of BRICS, which is as of currently 41% of the world's population, 24% of the world's GDP and growing. Like BRICS has come out and said they've got almost 20 countries that want to join. They've got more official requests to join. There's a growing movement that is the de-dollarization. And so I don't know how, like to your point, Jamil, like how rough and punishment do we want to give South Africans if they're already trending towards de-dollarization? Like, don't we want to kind of entreat them? I don't know. Question: You're already rolling your eyes. Well, well no, but I, but I think, no, but I, I guess I just don't understand that, Jess. So, so your point is like we should we should cozy up to the the South Africans. I mean, I don't I don't get it. They're running a major sanctioned regime against a a bad actor nation that that that, that invaded another country, and we should just. We should give them more. I don't. I don't. I don't understand what's the logic. No, I don't think we should give them more. But I think more attention needs to be paid to the African continent in every country. And I'm sure. I, I, I'm not saying right. that we shouldn't. There shouldn't be repercussions. But I, I'm. I'm seeing what we're doing isn't working clearly. Hey, Jamil, can 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 I just can I just, just throw out a vote for not like immediately imposing sanctions <laughs> on countries every single time they do something we don't like? Let's let's recognize <laughs> the, don't uh, like some, some have... key. Hold on, let's recognize some key facts here. One is the U.S. actually has a pretty special relationship with South Africa. We we were on the wrong side of the apartheid question for a long time. We flipped at the very end. We embraced uh, the majority government there. That is a good thing. We have we uh, we provide a lot of assistance to South Africa on the health front. Our PEPFAR program saved an entire generation in that country from the ravages of AIDS. Um, we, we are one of their biggest trading partners. We have this textile deal with them through the African Growth and Opportunity Act. This is a very friendly relationship we have with South Africa. Yes, it is complicated. The idea that we would jump immediately to sanctions is a little bananas, and shame on you for saying that. I think it's well, totally fine well, for <laughs> our ambassador there to try to shock the system a little bit, go public. Like, try to sh- try to try to get a different reaction out of this government and reorient them in a way that's better for us. I actually think this was a pretty smart move. Les, this is crazy. Literally, literally, they've known about that. We knew about this for months. We've been working with them on this issue for months, and they still haven't. They still haven't given in. They're still they're still defending their action. So why not impose sanctions if, if there are no costs? If there are no real costs, Les. And by the way. The apartheid ended in the 90s. Now, our, our history of apartheid is terrible, but it's gone. We've supported this government. As you point out, all the things you just laid out, all the things we are doing with and for South Africa are all reasons they should be in our camp, not the Russians' camp. 
And the idea that we're going to let them get away with supplying weapons to a clear adversary that invaded another country is crazy. So just to, just crazy. to be clear, the whole point of what Brigadier is doing is to not let them get away with it. Right. It's, it is yes. a is a different tactic than what you are suggesting. And I'm telling you, yeah, it's in a the context tactic. of our overall relationship with that country, Failed. it is the tactic that makes the most sense. Well, I, to, to, it, to Les's oh. point, and I'm agreeing with Les on this, is because it has it happened in December. We've known about it, and nothing has been said publicly until now. So we what? are now at a we're taking taking a different tactic. And I think what's going to be really interesting is to see in the next coming months is there's going to be some fork. Is it the, the summit in, in August? Like, is Putin coming to South Africa? What are they going to do? That, that is another deadline on the that's calendar a, that we're working against here right now. That's a great, that's a great point, Jess. And what are we, let's, so let's, what's your position if Putin shows up in, in South Africa in August and they don't arrest him? So Solve now this, they're sending, Solve this. they're sending, Solve it they're now. sending, Solve it now. There's, they're sending weapons. three months in the future. They're sending weapons. They're going to let Putin come. They've invited him. They're going to let him come. They're going to either drop out of the Rome statute or ignore the Rome statute. Then what, Les? Then we still, we should we still the, be nice. Smart should we still be nice and, 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 here's, and just call here's, them out publicly and say thing. mean things. Should we write them a mean note, Les? Should we write them a mean note? We, we literally just did a mean thing to them that you oh, should so be mean. embracing. We call, like we, the, we, what we ought to be doing, it. what we <laughs> ought to be doing is finding a way to help South Africa get out of the mess they've created, frankly. And I think that's what Brigadier's trying oh. to do. He's rolling a little grenade into their room. He's going to kind of see where, how this shake things up and then, and then work on a new path forward. That's, he's okay. taking the exact right approach. If this doesn't work, we can hold off on your more extreme insane measures for later. <laughs> Insane. Imposing sanctions for people that actually are violating our laws. Yes. On our friends, imposing sanctions on our friends. Yes. Or, very how, counterproductive how, and oh, dumb right now. How, how friendly are they if they're, run, if they're running military exercises with the Russians and the Chinese? They're inviting Vladimir Putin to their country, hosting a summit of a, of a, of a opposition group to our, our coalition and sending weapons to a bad nation state. How friendly it's, it's, are we? Les? By the way, by the way, Jamil, they are very good friends. It's complicated and we want to have friends in bricks in case you don't know that. Like the idea that we're just going to start drawing walls between all of these different groups in the world is bananas and not good for U.S. national interests. So shame on you. Well, there we go. Shame on me. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Khan of NSI and Claude Jennings for their help in producing today's episode. Join us again on Monday for another episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debates shaking up America. We're on YouTube, so check out our video on NSI's YouTube page. And as you know, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe whenever you get a chance. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.